Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. This is episode number 79 of the podcast. In this edition of the podcast, I'm talking about two of the best big men in the NBA, Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. And while both of their games could not be more different, they are having similar careers. Let's first look at the stats of both of these players. Joel Embiid for his career is 24.1 points per game, 11.6 rebounds per game, a two-time All-Star. This year, Embiid is averaging 23.3 points a game, 12.3 rebounds a game, and has a 47 field goal percentage. Jokic for his career is 16.4 points per game, 9.6 rebounds per game, 5.3 assists per game. He was a 2019 All-Star. Jokic this year is averaging 17.6 points per game, 10 rebounds a game, 6.8 assists. The first thing I find similar about these two is that if you watch NBA TV or you watch TNT or you watch The Jump on ESPN, they are having daily discussions about how Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic are the two most talented big men in the league. But yet, night after night after night, they're kind of inconsistent. They are not consistently dominant the way Tim Duncan was consistently dominant or the way Shaquille O'Neal was consistently dominant. And both of these guys this year have gone through, they're they're not having their best career years. Like, there were a lot of people this year going into it thinking Joel Embiid would be an MVP candidate. Nikola Jokic would be an MVP candidate. The Nuggets would be the best team in the West. The the Sixers would be the best team in the East. But yet, so go these two players. Their teams go. And Nikola Jokic has had some up and downs this season. Joel Embiid has, has had some ups and downs this season. I mean, at their best, Joel Embiid is the most dominant scoring big man in the league, and Nikola Jokic is a triple-double machine. If they played like that consistently, their teams would be the best in the league, and they're not. The Nuggets are not the best team in the West, and the Sixers right now are not nearly the best team in the East. And even though we think of Joel Embiid as a dominant scorer, him and Jokic are getting criticized for the exact same thing, not being aggressive enough. Jokic is not a willing score. You, he was. A, he's a pass-first big man. With Embiid, it's like he has too many teammates around him, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, that are trying to score also. So Joel Embiid is not the, he's not always the main focus of the Sixers the way that he should be. With Jokic, it's like there's an opening for him to be the absolute best player on the team, and he's not willing to take it. I think both of them are being criticized for the exact same thing, although I think there's more of a reason why Joel Embiid is not the most dominant player on the Sixers. He has talented all-star cast around him being paid millions upon millions of dollars. It would be ridiculous for the Sixers to have Joel Embiid be a 30-point scorer while paying Ben Simmons $170 million and paying Tobias Harris $180 million. That would be ridiculous. They need those other stars to, to move forward. With the Nuggets, it's like there's an opening for Jokic to be the ultimate scorer if he wanted to, but he just doesn't want to be. He's pass first. He's kind of like the LeBron of big men, and he's not as talented as LeBron. But you get what I'm saying. Jokic's best ability is his passing ability. He is not a score-first big man in any way, shape, or form. 
And another similarity between the two is they both have perimeter teammates who were paid $170 million this offseason in Jamal Murray and Ben Simmons. And both of these players have shown flashes as being top five point guards in the NBA. Jamal Jamal Murray scored 50 on the Celtics last season. Ben Simmons is a triple-double machine when he wants to be, but he hasn't developed a jump shot. Both of these players have weaknesses. They are star players, but they are not yet superstar players like they are being paid to be. And while I find it interesting that these two players, Ben Simmons does get criticized all the time for his lack of jump shot, but Jamal Murray is not being criticized for the Nuggets not being the best team in the West, the way that Jokic is. I just find it interesting that all of this criticism is falling on the hands of Embiid in Jokic, well, they have other teammates who are being paid more than them to be superstar players. The main reason, it's not just Jokic and Embiid not developing into the best players in the NBA, why these teams are not the best in the league. It's that their teammates are not nearly as good as we all thought they were going to be yet. Like, I think Ben Simmons is going to be a great player in the NBA at some point. And I think Jamal Murray has flashes of being great, but they are not consistently great either. And it shouldn't always fall on the hands of Embiid and Jokic to rise to the level that their teammates should also be held accounted for. And a lot of this criticism is because the big men who are NBA analysts, Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal, are the ones putting criticism on Embiid and Jokic. There's no Magic Johnson saying Ben Simmons needs to develop. There's none of those guards, famous guards like Isaiah Thomas of the Pistons isn't calling out Jamal Murray's development. The the reason why we're talking about Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic not being consistently brilliant is because they are being criticized on TV day after day after day after day. And I also find that criticism to be really, really stupid because they're not playing in the same era. Like, I don't think we would ever get that Shaq that we got in the early 2000s now. They're playing in the dominant era of the three-point shot where Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are winning championships, where a perimeter two-way player like Kawhi Leonard can change the landscape of the NBA by switching teams. Anthony Davis, if Anthony Davis were the one superstar on the Lakers, they would not be that good of a basketball team, but because their best player is LeBron James and they add Anthony Davis to that, they are one of the best teams. I don't think you should build an NBA team with a big man as your best player and expect to be a tour de force championship caliber team. While I think Jokic has the ability to be the best big man in the league, I just don't think it's that value that it used to have. Like the Lakers trade for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, they go on championship parade after championship parade. We don't live in that world anymore where Bill Russell could dominate and win 10 NBA championships because he's the best big in the league. We just don't live there anymore. That's not where we are with the NBA anymore. Like Hakeem Olajuwon's run with the Houston Rockets is not something that can be done right now. A big man just dominating like that. You could say Giannis Antetokounmpo is the closest thing, but even in his heart-to-heart, he's more of a small forward, power forward mixture. He is not a pure center big man. I think another similarity that Embiid and Nikola Jogic have is that they are playing with overpaid big men who are older than them, and they have to be the primary bigs on their team. Yes, Nikola Jogic is playing with a power forward in Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap is not the guy who's on the Atlanta Hawks or the Utah Jazz, who's one of the most dominant scoring players 
power forwards in the league at one point. And Joel Embiid is playing with an aging Al Horford who is averaging 13.6 points per game and six rebounds a game. Embiid is asked to do the majority of the rebounding on his team. Nikola Jokic is asked to do the majority of the rebounding on this team. They are the primary big men who have to guard the primary big men. Al Horford is a really good defender, but Joel Embiid is the perimeter defense for the Philadelphia 76ers, and the same goes for Nikola Jokic. I mean, he's playing with like Mason Plumley. They're not playing with great big men to go around them. They're asked to do the dirty work and to be, and they're being criticized for being for not being the leading scorers on their teams night in and night out. Like I think a lot of Embiid's struggles are not. They're not even struggles. Like he's averaging 22 points a game this year. Like I said, he's averaging what he would normally average. Like what is he? He's averaging 23 points a game. That. That's a really good season for a big man, but because he's not Shaq. But he also the the team isn't built around Embiid. The te- the problem with the Sixers is they don't know what they are. Are they Tobias Harris's team? Are they Ben Simmons's team? Are they Joel Embiid's team? Last year we were asking, is this Jimmy Butler's team? This team lacks an identity that that Lakers team that had Shaq. That Shaq was their identity. The Sixers don't have Joel Embiid as their identity because they refuse to do so. They are putting him around other players and making them a bigger piece of the pie. Shaq had Kobe, but Shaq didn't have Jimmy Butler. Shaq didn't have Al Horford. Shaq didn't have J.J. Redick at one point. Shaq's team was his team. This team has not yet become Joel Embiid's team. I think it's more fair to criticize Nikola Jokic because the Nuggets are built to be his team. Yes, there's Jamal Murray, but the rest of them are kind of a bunch of role players. You have Gary Harris and a nice, nice bunch of players, but they're not star caliber players and not being paid like that. Like the two people on that team is Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. They should become a pretty decent NBA duo at some point. And I think they will be, but give Nikola Jokic's time to develop. I don't think he's ever going to be the leading scorer of the Denver Nuggets. That's just not his. It's not his sensibility. It's not his game at all to be the dominant scoring man on a team. He wants to be a pass-first big man who rebounds. I mean, he's a triple-double machine. I think I read the other day, he has 34 triple-doubles as a, since he's been in the league. That's a lot for a big man. Another reason why I find Shaq's criticism of other big men like Dwight Howard and Joel Embiid to be ridiculous is because he was being coached by Phil Jackson and Pat Riley in winning NBA championships. Do you know who the coaches of Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic are. They are Mike Malone and Brett Brown. They are no Phil Jackson and no Pat Riley. Mike Malone's a good head coach. He coached DeMarcus Cousins at his best when he was with the Sacramento Kings. Brett Brown is a fine head coach, but they are not playoff proven. In fact, their teams kind of struggled in the playoffs, mostly to blame because of their coaches at certain points. I mean, Brett Brown with the Sixers, a few of the seasons they made the postseason, he has done a bad job of coaching them. This is probably his year to either be good with them or be fired. So Brett Brown is not, to me, a very good NBA head coach. Mike Malone, yes, there's improvement there. Mike Malone has a chance to be a proven good head coach at some point. But don't tell me these guys are Phil Jackson. By the time Shaq was winning rings, he was being coached by Phil Jackson, who at that point already had six NBA championships of his 11 rings. That's right, folks. Shaq won with 
Phil Jackson, yes, he went to an NBA Finals with the Magic. That team also had Penny Hardaway. I mean, Shaq has had success with the best head coach in the history of basketball, and he's criticizing other big men who don't who are not coached by nearly one of the best head coaches in the league even at this point. They're not being coached by Brad Stevens, who are better head coaches. They're not being coached by Doc Rivers or Greg Popovich. They're being coached by Mike Malone and Brett Brown. Those are maybe some of the reasons why these big men aren't as developed as you were in your career. Maybe that's why Nikola Jokic is not the dominant force you were, or Joel Embiid is not the dominant force you were. That might be one of the biggest reasons why. And and what about that thing I just said about the two players, the two perimeter players that were Shaq's sidekick were Penny Hardaway, who could have been an all-time great, and Kobe Bryant, who is an all-time great. Joel Embiid has Ben Simmons, who has potential, and Nikola Jogic has Jamal Murray, who is a pretty nice to somewhat all-star caliber player who is in no way, shape, or form ever going to be nearly as good as Kobe Bryant. So Shaq has benefited from playing from one of another guy who's a one of the 50 greatest players of all time. And Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic are not playing with those caliber of players at all. And though it seems like Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid have been around a long time, they are just 24 and 25 years old. And the pressure is on the Nuggets and the Sixers to compete for a title and for them to be the best players in the world. Shaq was not the best player in the world at 24 and 25 years old. And he is asking Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid to do the thing he didn't do. Like Shaq wasn't winning a ring in year four like these guys would be. I mean, I just feel like the criticism of these two players in this era. It's just not fair to me. There are other guys in this league who are just better. Giannis is better. Kawhi is better. And again, Joel Embiid should be an MVP caliber type of player, which I think he is. But I don't think there's that much more for his game to grow if he's going to be on a team that has a Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris who also have to score and prove their worth. Like they're paying those guys numerous amounts of money. Joel Joel Embiid cannot average 35 points a game on a team. Sorry, it's just not going to happen. It's not the way that things are going to be. And the same thing goes for Nikola Jokic. There's too many good players on the Nuggets for them, for him to be the dominant scoring force. And he also doesn't have the ability to be the most dominant scoring force on the team. He's not that inside presence like Shaq was. Nikola Jokic is not that dominant of a score. He has a nice outside shot. I mean, he's like 30% from free. Joel Embiid is not that good of a three-point shooter either. Joel Embiid, you can make a case, could be a 30-point score. Nikola Jokic cannot be an aggressive score because it's not his game. Another factor with Joel Embiid, that people People really aren't grasping. Joel Embiid has been injury ridden throughout his career, and his career high is 64 games. There is still time for this guy to develop and grow. He has not played in more than 64 regular season games in a season. This is not the best Joel Embiid we are going to get. I think it's going to get better. So for us to be like, oh, we've seen enough, it's time for Joel Embiid to be the best player on the planet, I just feel like that take is ridiculous. Joel Embiid has only played in his career high in one season is 60. 
four games. There's still time for Joel Embiid to grow. He still needs to grow a chemistry with Ben Simmons. That's one thing he really doesn't have with Ben Simmons is it seems there's not really chemistry. They're going. This doesn't get brought up enough, but what if the Sixers had drafted Jason Tatum and they had Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons? That would probably be the best trio in the league right now, but instead they drafted Markel Fultz and they don't have that guy. And yes, they've they moved nicely to get Tobias Harris to fix the situation, but they're fixing the situation. They could have been a real legit championship contending team right now if Jason Tatum were a member of the 76ers. Think of that trio, Tatum and Bede Simmons. That maybe would have been the best trio in the league. So instead of having that trio, Joel Embiid has had to learn and grow on the fly while his teammates have changed. He's had J.J. Redick, he's had Jimmy Butler, like the teammates around him are changing all the time. Now he has Al Horford, who he doesn't really have chemistry with, and now the team has Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid who've never fully developed their chemistry. The team to me lacks chemistry and that's not Joel Embiid's fault. Yes, he should probably take over more games like he did on Christmas Day because he can go toe-to-toe with Giannis Antetokounmpo and sometimes win that matchup. But if you think in a postseason series he can do that four times to Giannis Antetokounmpo, I think you're crazy. Like, I don't think this team is good enough even if Joel Embiid's at his best to beat the Milwaukee Bucks and make it to the NBA Finals. I do not see that unless they make another drastic trade. But again, if they do that, then things are changing on him again. Joel Embiid has never been around the same consistent teammates throughout his career. He needs to grow chemistry with these guys, and then we can start criticizing him for winning or not winning. I mean, every year it seems like the Sixers are a different kind of team. Last year, they're Jimmy Butler. Last year, they're Mark L. Folds. This year, they're Al Horford. I mean... This year, they're fully integrating Tobias Harris. We don't really have a feel for what the Sixers are and what they're even capable of at any single point in the last three or four years. Jokic, on the other hand, has been around the same teammates for the most part for the majority of his career, but he's also improved his scoring every single year in the career. Like, at some point, he's not going to wake up and become a 25-point scorer. That's not going to happen. That version of Nikola Jokic is not going to happen. But you know what has happened? He's become the most unique and best passer in the league for a big man. He's the best passing big man in this era of basketball. Almost seven assists a game from a big man. Again, he's playing with Gary Harris. He's playing with Jamal Murray. He's playing with Paul Millsap. He has to get all of these players involved. He is basically their point guard. He is a better passer than their point guard. Jamal Murray needs to be the leading scorer on that team, and Nikola Jokic needs to develop into the best passer on that team, and that's why that's happened. That team probably Probably needs more scoring from Nikola Jokic, but I think his ceiling is about 20 to 21 points a game. I don't think he's ever going to be the dominant force that most people seem to be criticizing him and trying to be. 
should and it's also like he's getting triple doubles almost every night and you're like you need to do more you need to do more no i think the teammates around him need to do more this is the last point i want to make on both of these players when they struggle their team struggles so as much as we want to talk about how deep the sixers and nuggets are why does it all come down to joel Embiid and nikola Jokic? i mean all off season it was like the sixers have tobias harris the sixers have ben simmons oh the sixers added out who They're going to be the best team in the Eastern Conference, yet this season, all the criticism and whether or not they win or lose, it all seems to come down to Joel Embiid. The same thing goes for the Nuggets. They have Jamal Murray. They have Paul Millsap. They have Will Barton. They're adding Michael Porter Jr., to go along with Gary Harris and Jamar, Jamari Grant, who is a really great addition to that team. But yet, win or lose, it all seems to come down to the stats of Nikola Jokic. That, to me, is the thing we should all be looking at. While these teams are really good, and they are the elite teams in their league, and they're going to win a playoff round or two, the question should be, are they really as good as we all think they are? Like, if the Nuggets are all that good, why does it come down to Jokic? If the Sixers are all that good, why does it all always come down to Embiid. Instead of criticizing these two players all year long like we've been doing, and again, I watch a lot of NBA TV, I watch a lot of TNT, they've been critical of Jokic not being aggressive enough. They've been critical of Embiid not being aggressive enough. But they're not looking at their teams. The Nuggets and Sixers are not championship caliber. It's not the issue with Embiid and Jokic, because to me, these two have been two of the best big men in the league. And I don't know which one is better because they're so different. Again, Embiid is the better scorer. Jokic is the better passer. They're both excellent rebounders. They should not be criticized. We should relish in the fact that we get to watch them night in and night out. And I have no doubt they will develop into championship caliber players. Joel Embiid will be a championship caliber player. And Nikola Jokic will be a championship caliber player. The question is, will their teams, the Nuggets and Sixers, ever be championship caliber teams? That's the real question here, folks. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head Dead Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.